Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. Let's get over into the scripture together. We're going to jump into the, the book of 2 Timothy, and uh, we're going to look together there. But I, I've got a, uh, an interesting, uh, interesting title for you this morning. Uh, what's in the closet will come out. Now, don't go too far with that, but, but what's in the closet will come out. And so, uh, you know, in recent weeks, I've uh, had relatives who have moved, and we've been walking through all of that. And, uh, and in the process of moving... Uh, you have to go through everything and, and remove the things which were stored. Maybe they were hidden in a closet. Uh, maybe they were put in storage. And you have to go through all that stuff, right? Everybody loves moving, right? Uh, I don't know how many times I've moved, but it's, it's been more than one. And uh, it's something that, you know, most of us, we just really don't necessarily enjoy spring cleaning and all that comes with that. Uh, but once you finish up cleaning up and organizing, it makes you feel a lot better, right? It's like, hey, everything's in order, got it done, we're moving on, and we're going, we're going on from here. Uh, and uh, so you ha- you've taken the things out that you realize you didn't need. And you may have even wondered, why in the world did I keep those things? And, and uh, maybe, maybe you're, I don't know if you're like me on that or not, but, but maybe that's why... Uh, we didn't like to do spring cleaning is we just don't want to have to mess with making a decision about things. We want to decide about them at another point and another time. And uh, so we just don't really have to mess with it right now. Uh, so uh, so what, what, do we, what do we do with those things in our lives? And uh, what do we do with them? Sometimes we just take them and say, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to throw that in the closet. Hey, I'm going to throw this in the garage. I'm going to put that on the shelf. And we, and we do those kind of things because we don't want to have to mess with the, making the decision. So at some point, we're going to be forced to decide the things uh, about the things that we have stored away in our lives, Right? And so, you know, I'm a man in my 50s, and I know, you thought I was 25, but you know, and, 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 I, and I found these toys in the process. Now, now I have to be honest, they, some of those toys, they were mine, right? And so, yeah, a guy in the 50s still having his toys, oh, I don't know, uh, but, but a couple of those things are in great condition, right? And, and I had this like this nylent truck, you know, with a crane thing, and it was the paint is good on it and all this kind of stuff. And, and so, you know, you're excited to see that, but uh, <clears throat> not really. Uh, but, and, you know, the thing is, is when you get my age, at least, the, the toys that you had are now antiques, and that makes you feel really good. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. And so... You, you know how it is. You have to. You have that special item that you save because you think that it may be worth something someday. Uh, but the reality is, uh, it may be just enough. If you sell it, you may be able to buy a cup of coffee and a donut with the money. <laughs> and that's just kind of a reality for us. And why is it that we don't handle some of these things in our lives early on? And young people take a hint from us, uh, those who are, from those of us that are older or a little bit older, have uh, decided, uh, and we've decided to clean out our closets and our storage and all of that kind of thing, 
there will be a time in your life when you have, have a lot uh, less stress because you've taken care of those things early on in your life. And uh, for the rest that are older, hey, you may, you, you, may, you may feel a little bit stressed out now, but don't worry about it. The, that time will come. You can take care of business. But there's a real spiritual application to this. There, there's a reason why I'm talking about this this morning, and because uh, this, is, this is an important thing that we need to think about, and there's three things here that we're going to look at this morning. Uh, and the first of those is this, it is better to decide to follow God's plan sooner than later. It is better to decide His plan, to follow His plan sooner than later. And the second thing, it's better to deal with reality now instead of later when it comes back to bite you. The third thing is, it is better to move on now so you can grow more later. See, each and every one of us are kind of in that place, uh, and we, we have some decisions. It doesn't matter if we've been in the Lord for five minutes or five years or 50 years. We all have a relationship with the Lord and we need uh, to some level, and we need to make sure that we continue to stay on with this. So here, let's look at this first part together. It's better to decide to follow God's plan sooner than later. So look with me here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to 16. Maybe a familiar verse for you. And it says, But as for you, continue, continue in what you have learned and have, and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in, Je in Christ Jesus. Then he goes on into verse 16, that, that, that uh, well-known scripture, and he says, All scripture is God-breathed. That the comes from the Greek word theonoustos, God-breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And the word of God is helpful for us, it guides us, it trains us, it corrects us, it helps us to follow after the plan of God in our lives. And we know the Apostle Paul is writing here, and he's writing, and, and this is, uh, the, this is uh, to Timothy, right? For the, this second Timothy here, of course, this guy's a young pastor, but that, you can just set that aside, that's all fine and good, but... We, we, need to know, we need to allow this to speak into our lives as well. But, so, so Timothy, in some sense, he's got a leg up. He, he's got a leg up in the area of believing in God and in his word. But not everyone started out that way. Not everyone started out in that place like Timothy did. And the truth is, there, there, there were others in Tim's day that would have been in that same kind of situation. They, were likely, they likely took off on their own path to find themselves. And when they were, when they were uh, really looking for something that was right in front of their face. Have you ever done that? Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think my family would say that it happens to me now and then. I'm looking for something and they always say, that's behind the mayonnaise, Right. My wife said, you got to look a little bit better, you know, got to move things around. But if I can't see it, sometimes we're like that, right, in a, in a spiritual sense. And, and, and so we, we see here, if you decide early and stay on the spiritual journey the Lord has for you, your, your impact can be greater than you ever even expected. 
And sure, you say, well, well, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not in that place, though, now. I'm not necessarily uh, in that age bracket. That's fine and good if you aren't. As long as you're still around, as long as there is breath in your lungs, God is still able to work in your life. But the thing is, for each of us, we have to be ready to allow him to speak into our lives. See, we find with Timothy, he decided to follow God's plan for him early on, and it set him in a better position to grow in his faith and to make an impact on his world. And that can be that way for us. Let's look at what Paul said here over in, in verse 15. And he goes on and he says this. He says, From infancy you have known the Holy Scripture, he says this to Timothy. So for T Timothy, uh, he's, he's learned from what we call the Old Testament. And, uh, and so what, uh, what, what, he's saying about, uh, uh, what he's saying about knowing the Bible uh, since infancy is something that we want to ask about here. Because why, why would he say since infancy? Well, uh, it, it was normal for every young child to be taught the Bible early on and then to memorize it, to put Scripture to memory so they have it in their heart, they have it in their mind, so that they can live it out, right? And so that's why we have, uh, that's why we have classes for youth and for kids, and that, that's why those things are important, but also for us as, as adults as well. For Timothy, the Old Testament Scripture... They were able to make him wise in preparation for the salvation through faith in Jesus Christ that came his way. Because he, was there, he would have been there probably early on before, uh, before Christ possibly. We, we don't know exactly. We, he may have been after. I'm not positive. But we know that he learned and he learned from the Old Testament. And so he, he's moving from there in faith in Christ. And so they disciplined him in obedience to God, the scripture did who also pointed to the coming Messiah through whom salvation by faith would become available to those who will believe. So for, uh, for us, Jesus, the Messiah, the, he, he's come, he's arrived in God's word in both the Old and New Testaments. They, they, they guide us, they direct us. The old guides us towards Christ and the new guides us to him as well and to how to live today and we have to decide, though, to follow God's plan. And the earlier, the better. The earlier, the better. You know, that's, that's relative to our situation, right? Because I think you kind of heard Michael's exhortation this morning. Now, you know, basically now is the time, right? Now is the time for us to trust the Lord and put our faith in Him. And, and now is the time for us in our situation where we're at right now to be able to trust in the Lord and allow the Lord to work in our lives so that we can move forward from here. Because sometimes what happens is we get so focused on what has happened in the past that we're not able to move on from here where we're at right now. And sure, everybody has a past, everybody has some challenges, but we have to be able to trust in the Lord and walk with Him. But what, what, you know, what about those who either didn't hear or pay attention when they were young? I remember being there when I was young. You know, and it's, there's, there's still hope for them, right? As I said earlier, as long as we're still breathing, there's hope for us that the Lord can work in our lives. We just have to be open to Him. And the great thing uh, we can do is to decide, decide to follow Christ and His will for us now, even if we had previously chosen another pathway. 
And, you know, that, we, that can relate to us who are following Jesus now because sometimes we choose to, to walk a pathway, but we need to allow him to work in our life and we need to choose the path that he has for us today. At some point, uh, we're, we're going to be forced to decide about the things that we have stored away. Those, those things that maybe have been in our lives and we, we have to pull those things back out and say, okay, God, uh, here we are. I see, I see what you're saying here. I, I need to decide on this instead of waiting uh, for another day or another year because we don't know. Tomorrow may never come. I remember as a, as a foolish teenager thinking that, because I grew up in church, but I, I remember as a foolish teenager, I'm not saying all teenagers are foolish, but I know I was at that point. And so I had to, I, I thought, you know, okay, I will come to faith when I'm old, when I'm about 30, right? <laughs> that, that was my idea. And I'm looking back on 30 now, but it's, it's like, so that was my mentality. I think when I'm old, I'll serve God, I'll follow after him. But I didn't realize what I was missing out. And thank the Lord he got a hold of me a lot longer before or much earlier than 30. And I'm grateful for that because he's helped me tremendously. So at some point, we're going to be forced to decide about the things that we have stored away. What, what's in the closet will come out. What's in our closet? What's in our storage? What's what we have packed away? It's going to come out, especially when we stand before God one day. But we don't want to try to wait to make a choice at that point. We want to allow him to work in our lives today, in the now. If we don't allow him to work in our lives today, how do we know what's going to happen in the day that we meet him? We know something interesting about Timothy, his his mom and his grandmother, they, they were believers and were uh, an influence in his spiritual life. And Paul really didn't even mention uh, his dad, but I think it, it, uh, uh, he would have if, there, if he'd have been in the picture. We just don't really know. He was mute about that. Uh, especially if he was a man of faith, I think he would have uh, mentioned that. Uh, but we just don't know. At least, at least Tim's mom and grandma invested in him. It's not always the mom and grandma, but sometimes it is, and that's okay. That's why we need to invest. It doesn't matter who we are, man or woman. We have to invest in the next generation and share life and to share hope with people because they need this life that we've received. We all need that. So sometimes people feel like uh, they never had anyone in their family to share Christ or spiritual, uh, spiritual truth with. And uh, don't, don't use that as an excuse. Don't use that as an excuse for where you are today and the decisions that you make now and the direction that you're going to take in the future. Because the past directions, the past choices that you have made are the choices of the past. But where we are today is what matters and where we are going forward. Because the past is the past, but the future is the future and now is now. And as the scripture says, today is the day of salvation. You know, not everybody has, the same, has had the same opportunities, but as the opportunity to follow God's will comes near, take the chance to come closer to Him. Let God's Word speak into your life. Let His Spirit speak to you. Let His Word speak to you and bring transformation into your life. 
Uh, I remember I had a, a college professor, and uh, I had him both in, in undergrad and graduate school, and that guy, uh, he, his family had never been to church. It's kind of like uh, when, when Steve was here last week, uh, the, uh, uh, our missionary, uh, Steve, uh, Steve and Becky, when they were sharing, they were sharing, uh, he was sharing about one guy that they had been five generations never attended church. Five generations. Well, this professor, at least his parents and family, they did not attend church, but, but somebody in the neighborhood got a hold of him, and somebody took him to church as a child. And that man came to faith in Jesus. Then he became, he became a professor, he became a missionary, he planted churches around the world, and is still doing it. Why? Because somebody invested in his life, and then he went ahead and made a decision to let the past be the past, no matter what his family situation was, and then move forward and allow God to work in his life and through his life. We need to be people who are willing to allow God to work in us now. Here's the second thing again. It's better to deal with reality now instead of later when it may come back to bite you, right? It's better to try to deal with things now while we can, while it's in our hands and while it's in our ability. Look with me over into the book of James. The book of James, cha chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 7 and 8. should be on the screen for you this morning. And it says this. It says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. So it's always better to deal with the reality in our lives now so it won't come back to bite us later, so it won't have those effects on us later on. And it kind of goes back to me keeping those old toys stored up in the attic for years out of sight. I mean years, and I mean out of sight. Some of those were back in the attic and with the thing screwed over them. So you, you had to get a, a, a screwdriver out to take that out and to be able to pull them out and see them. Voila! <laughs> Sometimes we do that, don't we? We put things away and we, we, we screw the door shut. We have to be able to make a decision. There's fi there finally came a time when I was forced to uh, deal with the reality that they were still there and I still needed to do something with those things. And see, some of those things have value, yet some of them had batteries in them. Forty years of batteries. There's a problem. You know, ever ready was not so ready. Some of you got that one. But anyway, so, so that now those things are ruined. They're good for nothing, right? They're, they're, there's nothing good that's going to come out of that. And listen to what Proverbs says. Now, you've got you to take this and kind of context of what we're talking about here. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30 and 31, uh, the scripture says this. It says, I went, I went past the field of a sluggard. <laughs> Back to a lazy Past the, uh, the field of a lazy guy. Past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds. And the stone wall was in ruins. So we can become like this spiritually, can't we? 
If we're not careful, we can, become, we can allow this to become a reality in our lives. And, uh, and we don't want to because, uh, because we procrastinate on spiritual things. That's the last thing we want to do is procrastinate on the spiritual things, on our relationship with God, on our connection with Him and with other believers. We don't want to procrastinate in this area. We want God to work, continue to work in our lives. So our, our spiritual life is overtaken with thorns and our, and our garden is filled with weeds and even our spiritual boundary walls can be that they they can be they can fall into ruins because we just say oh whatever we'll deal with that later we won't mess with that now we we got time at some other point well maybe maybe so then let's look over in the book of Matthew in, in Matthew chapter thirteen we kind of see Jesus speaking here uh, Matthew thirteen verse three to eight. Uh, and we find Jesus, he's telling this, this story about the parable of the, uh, of the sowers. And, uh, and, a far, and he says this, he said, A farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path and, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was very shallow, but... When the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they, were, they withered because they had no root. There was no root left. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on the, on the good soil uh, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. So now we know that Jesus is talking about receiving the message of the kingdom, right? And he's, he's talking about the message of the kingdom and how people receive that. That's what he's dealing with here. But I think you can kind of come along with me what I'm saying. Yet uh, it, 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 we realize if we aren't careful, we can put the message God gives us on the back burner of our lives. We can put it there in the back burner. Because the back burner can be an easy place, right? I, I don't know if your stove has uh, or your range has one of those with just kind of a warmer. You turn it on a warmer, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a cook. And my wife will give me a really hard time after this. You got that place. Or maybe it's just you, you turn it to warm, right? You turn it to warm. You put it on the back and you can leave it there as long as you keep enough liquid in that thing. You can keep it there for a long time and it can just sit there and you can go your way and do whatever you're going to do and then come back, right? Maybe like a crock pot. But we don't want to get into the place where we put our, the, our spiritual life on the back burner. We want to allow the Lord to work in our life. We have to be able to get to that place where we put it on the right burner at the right temperature, staying with the time that we are in because we are living in different times. This is not 1985. This is not the year 2000. This isn't 2015. This is 2023. We don't live in five years ago. We don't live in 10 years ago because we don't have the luxury of doing that. We have the responsibility to live today. We have the responsibility to be prepared for tomorrow if the Lord gives us that day. So we have to be able to continue to move on and allow him to speak into our lives and follow his will. So we have to be able to deal with, deal with the reality today. Don't wait, don't wait until you're forced 
uh, to deal with it at a later point. If you simply leave it, it may, it may make it even harder to dispose of things later. It's just like those little toys that I had that I found. It's like those things, now it's harder to dispose of them, right? Yeah, because that could be worth something, right? Right, sure. Anyway. So we have to deal with today. Don't, don't wait until you are forced to deal with it later. One time I met a man in a church where Jody and I served out out of state. And the guy came into our ministry and uh, he was uh, a nice outgoing individual. And he was middle-aged and, and we prayed for him and he was filled with the Holy Spirit and God was working in his life. And, uh, and, uh, but one day he came to me personally and he talked to me and I won't give you his name of course. But he told me how he had ran away from God's plan for his life. And he had allowed fear, he'd allowed fear to get into his life and to rule it. And it may have been uh, fear of what others were going to say. It may have been fear of uh, what others were going to ask of him. I, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but after meeting with him for a bit, he seemed to uh, climb back into that same fear and stay there. I tried to get him some help. I tried to uh, get through some things, but he just finally backed out and wouldn't allow us to help him. Now, I don't know where he's at at this point. I pray that the Lord was able to break into his life and to minister to him and help him to move forward. And he may have, I don't know. But if only he would have allowed the Lord uh, to help him and to ask to help him and deal with the reality of where he was at that point in time. See, uh, we've seen others who, who, uh, who have and they, uh, they can look back and thank God for what God has done in their lives. And we need to be the kind of people who are willing to move on with God. We don't want to just sit back on our laurels and say, well, God, well, we'll see what happens. No, we want God to work in us because God has a plan for each and every individual. doesn't matter who we are. doesn't matter our background. doesn't matter about our yesterday. It matters about what God is wanting to do in our lives today and us to be, us to be willing to allow Him in. So if you choose to procrastinate and leave your decision to follow God's plan for tomorrow, you're prolonging the inevitable. You have actually made a decision. See, sometimes people think they haven't made a decision, but they've actually made a decision. They've made that decision that they aren't going to deal with it now. They're going to deal with it some other day, but that day may never come. So that's why it's important for us to make those decisions at this point in our lives so that we can allow God to work in us and to build us into the people he wants us to become. This is where we need to look at the third thing. Then we can go get a hamburger, right? Or a fish stick or something, I don't know. The third thing, let's look at it. It's better to move on now so you can grow more later. It's better to move on now so that you can grow more later. See, God wants us to continue to grow in our walk. He wants us to continue to grow in our faith. He wants us to become stronger because he's got a plan for our lives as individuals. He's got a plan for our lives as a, as a body. He has got a plan, and so we want to allow him to do that. So it comes down to this verse. 
Now let's look at James chapter 4. And in James chapter 4, let's look at verse 10. And this is kind of where the rubber meets the road. He, this is where he says this, Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So if, if you listen to what James is saying here in this place, uh, there is a progression in the movement. There's a progression. We just kind of listen to it and say, yeah, that's a nice verse, and we kind of move on. But there's a progression. First, it starts with faith. You say, well, faith isn't mentioned. No, but if we humble ourselves before God, that means that we are acting in faith, saying, God, I'm trusting you, and I'm believing you, and I'm going to humble myself before you, and then you can do what you want to do. And so, and then he, and he says it there, and, the, and he will lift you up. And so, just before this, uh, the, this, this humbling isn't a one-time thing. Isn't that right? If you've served the Lord for any, one t uh, any length of time, you know humbling ourselves before God isn't a one-time thing. It's a daily thing. It's something that we do as we follow him. Uh, as If we mess up along the way or something, he helps us, and we have to say, Okay, God, I messed up. I didn't do this right. I didn't say this right. Or I didn't, you know, whatever it was. And so we, we have to handle that before the Lord. But the second part of this verse is, is he will lift you up. So, so once we begin to step out in faith and humble ourselves before the Lord by faith, it's like God starts the ball rolling. It's like he starts it rolling, and if you know anything about a ball that's rolling, you think, think, of, a, uh, think of a bowling ball, right? And so a, a bowling ball, uh, you get that thing rolling. If you roll that thing down a hill, it's gonna, it may take a little while, right? It's going to build up momentum. And, and slowly, as it keeps rolling down the hill, if that thing is rolling fast enough at some point, uh, then it's going to roll up even the other side of the hill, right? Just what it's going to do if you get it going. But we got to be willing to allow, we got to humble ourselves before God and allow him to lift us up. And in that, he gets the ball rolling. That's really what happens to us when we step out in faith following Jesus and his will for us. When we do that, he gets things moving. It all starts because we humble ourselves in faith and let God have his way in us. It's easier said than done, isn't it? Now, I could be up here and say all kinds of words about it. It's easier said than done, but it's not really that hard. It's just saying, okay, God. Okay, God, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm just asking you to do your part, and God will do his part, and he's going to do it in his own way, and we have to be okay with that. Because what he does is good and it's perfect. It's just the way it is. And that's the, that is the way it is. It, it all starts when we humble ourselves. Then, then we have to be careful that we don't mess up and get sidetracked, right? Because that kind of thing can happen. Maybe someone tries to throw mud on the path of the ball that's rolling, right? Have you ever been there? You know, somebody throws mud in the path of a bowling ball that's rolling down the hill. It's going to be a problem. I call that friction. That, that's friction. And so what happens is the thing starts slowing down, right? And it's like, I don't know if the thing's going to get through the valley to the other side or not at this point. But that's what happens. It can happen in, in, in many different ways. Let's try this scripture. Uh, James chapter 4, verses 1 to 2 is kind of one of those that remind us. 
what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires and that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Wow. Now, that's a strong, that's a strong message, right? That's a strong word from the Lord in the book of James. And, and the enemy of our souls, the enemy of our souls will do what he can. The devil himself will throw anything in our path, any mud in our path, whether it's through people, whether it's through circumstances, whether it's just through different things in our lives, and then it kind of slows down our progress. So we, we have to so we have to be able to allow God to work in this situation. We we don't really start over again at that point. That's something that we have to remember. We're not really starting over. Uh, because we're already rolling, uh, we just need to go back to what Jesus said in, uh, through James in James chapter 4, verse 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And then what happens? And the momentum builds back up again. You, you sweep the mud off the track, right? You sweep the mud off and then you keep rolling there. It doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you're called to be a minister in what you're doing, uh, but, but you, you could be. It may be that the Lord is asking you to reach out to your neighbor at work when, when they're hurting and they need to know that somebody cares, that you have to be willing to step out. I, I don't know what it is that the Lord is speaking to you as an individual, but I believe that God is speaking to people today. We need to be able to allow Him to work in our lives. We have to be able to go ahead and make the decision and deal with what we have left in our closet. I don't mean those old toys at this point. I mean the spiritual things, right? I mean, I mean the, the choice to follow God's plan for your life. And it could be that he's asking you to, to set something aside which has been in your life for a while so you can help others. There are so many things, but each person, each person, the Lord can bring those things to your heart and what that is for you. And may, maybe it's gotten, uh, maybe those things have gotten in your way as a follower of Jesus. It could even be your need to set aside your fear of following Christ with all your heart. We need to allow him to work in our lives. You say, well, he's God, he, he's big enough to work. Yeah, he is, and yeah, he can put, uh, put us in a situation or a corner, but, but that's not his desire. Uh, he doesn't want to do it. He wants us to be able to come willingly to him because he wants to work in our lives and through our lives because he loves us. Amen. He's not demanding to us. Say, once you've made the decision by faith, God can start that ball rolling again. He can start that ball rolling in your life. And once he does, you can expect he will lift you up to a better place. It may take a while before that momentum picks up, right? Sometimes that, that we, get, we see momentum and we say, oh, I don't know about that, God. Uh, is this really what you're doing? But no, God will bring momentum in his time and in his fashion. We just have to remember God's timing is perfect. And sometimes the moment... Uh, the, the momentum picks up so fast that you aren't even able to handle it. But trust him in those times too. We have to look to him and trust that he is walking with us. Just remember God's timing is perfect. 
it is perfect. Sometimes the momentum, it can be challenging, whether it's little or none or some. Don't be discouraged. Trust him and follow and obey his leading. Just remember that it's better to move on now so that you can grow more later. Move on now so you can grow more later. Jesus told his disciples this over in the book of John chapter 15, a wonderful and a powerful uh, uh, passage. I would love to read the whole chapter to you. You can go home and read that after church today. I think you'd love it. John chapter 15 verse 7 and 8 says this. He tells his disciples, which really includes us, he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This to my father's, this is to my father's glory that you hear, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. But he wants us to bear fruit, right? He wants us to bear fruit. And he also said this in, in uh, verse 16 of chapter 15 of John. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit and that your fruit will remain, that your fruit will last, right? And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. He wants us to bear fruit. He wants each of us to be able to bear fruit. He wants us to follow after him. You know, those disciples that Jesus was speaking to, that uh, uh, he... Uh, They followed Jesus after the resurrection and they turned their world upside down. When they asked, God answered, and it wasn't always easy for them, we know that, but they made the chance, they took the chance to follow God's plan and they they, uh, reaped the rewards. In fact, we are reaping the rewards today because of what they did. They were willing to step out in faith, trusting God. And God did a work through generations. And we're here because of what they did that day. In fact, we're, we're reaping that and we can celebrate. Today, take the, take the stuff out of your spiritual storage those things that you need to decide about. You say, yeah, well, I think the Lord's been saying this to me. I need to follow him in this. You got that storage there. It's just sitting there. And if you got batteries in it, it's going to go bad, right? Yeah. We have to choose. Choose to make the right decision. And it's better to make that decision now than it is later. Because God wants us to live today. He doesn't want us to live in our past because the past is just simply that. It's gone. It's past. And now we live today. And if the Lord gives us tomorrow, we focus on what what God wants to do. So this morning, I want to pray for you. We're going to have uh, some people up here and we're going to be willing to pray with you if you would like for us to pray with you. But also the altars are open if you'd like to just come up to the front and say, God, I I need your help in this. Or you want to thank God, do that. You feel free free to do that. But I want to challenge you this morning. Take that stuff out of the storage and say, God, I'm dealing with it today. Let me pray for you. Father, 
Father, we are here together in this place. We're here online for those that are watching us as well. And I pray that you would help us. Lord, we recognize that you are good. We recognize that you are faithful. We also understand your scripture that you said, if we, if we will humble ourselves before you and allow you to work in our lives, then you will lift us up. And Lord, we trust you, even if that time takes a little while, even if a time takes longer than what we expect, we are going to trust you. And Father, I pray for every person here in this room. I pray for every person online with us this morning. I pray that you would help them as they turn over this stuff that they have not fully decided. Oh, they decided, but they put it in the storage. Now, Lord, they're pulling it out of storage and they're saying, Lord, I'm going to decide fully and be done with this and I'm going to give it into your hands. And Father, today we give all that we have into your hands because you are the Lord and we need you, Father. We're trusting you and we're expecting you to work in our lives. Father, you are so good. We yield our hearts and our minds to you today. Lord, we yield our will to you today and say, God, have your way in us. Jesus, we put our faith in you. Thank you, Lord. Amen.